Welcome to Group Dates and Hot Takes. I'm Sampy. I'm Christy. Let's talk about The Bachelor. Oh boy, it has been a busy week for Bachelor Nation. Oh man, Christy, we had the hometown dates, we had the women tell all. It has been non-stop action all week. Yep, we should probably get straight into it. We have a lot to cover. Oh, oh boy, this could be a long episode. Before we saw Gabby's hometown, we see once again Zach is showering. Because mm. we just couldn't finish the season without another one of those scenes. Yeah, I'm not totally sure why they have such a fascination with Zach in the shower. Uh, especially when it's just kind of weird how we open with him scrubbing, scrubbing himself down and just transition into just flashback after flashback with Zach narrating about oh, stuff that I, we just we remember I tuned believe all of us. that I tuned all of that out please believe it's the us. same thing he said the last two episodes mm -hmm. and then of course back to the shower before and I guess he just he wanted to be really clean for Gabby Yes, they are in Pittsburgh, Vermont. Which uh, I'll ask you here, Christy. Is the order we saw these hometowns the order they happened? Reality Steve said yes. Okay. So. Interesting. Yeah, all the way back to little old Vermont, to Pittsburgh. And... <clears throat> I just want to know your impression of of this. The full maple experience? Uh-huh, yeah. I mean, not a bad date. They got to drill into the tree. Yeah. To find some liquid gold. Well, yeah, you gotta you gotta tap the trees in order to get your sap and make your maple syrup. That was just, it was a, a lot of unfortunate, just constant. I mean, they really fingered that tree. It was. <laughs> All the innuendos. Very awkward. It's, it is wet in there. Uh, they just, I don't, I don't think they even uh, drilled it properly. But who has. I mean, that who, wouldn't surprise who me. Who has time for that? I was just, I was a little disappointed here because. It just felt like a missed opportunity because it's like, come on, just go through the whole thing. Like they even had the bucket, I think. So come on, drill the hole, put the tap in, hang the bucket. That's that's the full maple experience. Well, maybe they did and just cut it. Maybe. It just seemed like they gave up partway through drilling the tree and decided to drill the tree in other ways it <laughs> was a great shot of zach with just his finger inside no, the tree <laughs> no i don't like that i'm a pure creature i don't i i don't i don't recognize i don't believe that the sexual stuff on this show she uh she also 
wanted him to, as part of the full maple experience, to actually go ahead and do a blind taste test. Yeah, she wants him to pick out the real maple syrup or the best one. Yeah, the the best uh, because she has thrown in a fake syrup in there. And wouldn't you know it, that's the one he picks. Well, of course. He thinks the fake syrup is the best because his taste buds have been hoodwinked by high fructose corn syrup and he has been deceived by the just gross, awful, fake pancake syrup. I mean, do we remember his or her limo entrance? Yeah, he, he did he, not have he a He gagged great, at yeah. real maple syrup. So I feel like that was maybe more associated with the shock of it and the fact that it was just straight drinking it. But yeah, he fell a little bit in my estimation here. <laughs> I found that very funny. Mm, yeah, I also, uh, it's always interesting to me to see how they handle these hometowns. Like, if we actually get uh, some time about town, like how they organize all of that. Because uh, like, we, this was the woods and her family's house. Yeah, there's usually like one activity, I feel like, and then the parents. I mean, I'm not sure what else they could have done up in that in those parts. I mean, I mean Ramon is known for maple syrup, so it makes sense that that's the activity they picked. Yeah, it's just funny to me that, because uh, Vermont is a very small state, that they were like, oh, even we'll, we'll just bring you here, because it's... You can cross the whole state in like an hour. Yeah, I guess maybe they wanted it to be close proximity to where her parents live, maybe. Yeah, they wanted it to be an intimate environment. Mm-hmm. So, oh, let's let's meet her family, shall we? Yes, we meet her sister, Chloe, brother, Evan. There was another brother whose name I didn't catch. And then her mom and dad. Dad's name was Kevin. Her sister looked very much like her. Yes. Very, very much like her. So what what did the what did the gang think of of this whole situation and, and I mean Zach? overall everybody seemed to like him. There wasn't any drama. I mean her dad basically is like, Yeah, you can fall in love in a day. Let me ask you this question. <laughs> Is Gabby's dad the most optimistic a bachelor parent has ever been? I mean, he's certainly in the top five. <laughs> I mean, he, he put up no, like, defense or opposition or anything, really. No, he's like, you know, your mom and I met at the store. <laughs> and I saw, I saw her, and I was like, that's the woman I'm going to marry. So, yep, he if is anything, this is more normal. Fully on board. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I agree with that, but I guess good for you, Pops, for, I mean, for being on board with this. Her mom basically said time will tell, but didn't have anything negative either to say. 
her mm-hmm. sister and they were just like very excited. Her sister just got engaged. So they want to plan weddings at the same time. Oh, that may be too much to ask. Uh, we will see. Yeah. So what did you think about how this hometown ended? Well, (laughs) (laughs) you know, it's not a good sign when Christie's response is deep pause. (laughs) Well, well, Gabby did not say she was falling in love with him. But she does say um, that he is so worth this. She wouldn't be doing this if she didn't see a future with him. She is worried about Zach forgetting about her because she is the first one. The first hometown. Mm-hmm. Also, ADHD and and all of that stuff as well. I was very concerned, personally, to end this hometown without at least a I'm I'm falling for you or or I, I I'm 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 feeling love-like things like there was not really anything like that which that was setting off alarm bells for me i was like oh no girl no you gotta you gotta this is the time you have to say it i know that usually sends you home i was real real worried heading towards the rose ceremony so man whew. well we move on to ariel's hometown which is new york city isn't that like that's just a, it's such a bizarre thing to me to just see somebody who views New York City as their hometown? Yeah, this is pretty rare, I feel like a hometown in New York City. Yeah. I think a lot of hometowns tend to be like South or California area. Yeah, well just the fact that like New York City seems like such a big city. Like, it's just like, I I don't really think of people living there unless you're, like, super, super wealthy or, like, I guess you get sort of into the boroughs and it's not quite as crazy, but... There's actually quite a few people from Bachelor Nation who live in this general area i'm not surprised they're all fabulously wealthy (laughs) yes i guess they're in the west village area so they kind of do a whole tour of certain famous or interesting spots in new york yeah i i think this was uh i guess probably sites that were at least slightly important to her yeah, the first one is Ben's Calzone. They get some pizza there. Mm, how dare they? They should have eaten a Calzone. Calzones <laughs> are the best, okay? I don't remember being a huge fan of Calzones. I remember being a lot of, like, excess bread. I'm disappointed in you. <laughs> calzones are, are the best thing in the world. Uh, and that is the end of it. Uh, so... What did you think of uh, of their second stop? Sarge's restaurant. Apparently that's like a famous place. I'd never heard of it, but 
They got a pastrami sandwich and a cow tongue well, yeah, so sandwich. She said something about uh, there being some, I don't know if it was rite of passage or something of like uh, introducing him to her culture, I guess. Cause she, so she's uh, Ukrainian and Jewish. And so this is one thing I noted is she orders a perfectly normal pastrami sandwich. She's like the person like pastrami sandwich, tongue sandwich. Like, oh, okay. oh, I thought Zach got to taste both of them. Maybe I didn't I didn't see that. correctly. I mean, I'm, I'm sure he probably did because look, they're going around like you really think that they're having any uh, actual amount of food at any of these places unlikely in my opinion but he actually liked the tongue sandwich i personally don't find it that weird i mean it's weird to hear but like i've eaten tongue i have not (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure that doesn't surprise anyone Hmm. and there was also some fish something i didn't quite catch the name of it i think it's like gefelt i'm i may be butchering that um but yeah, all these all these cultural experiences, uh, they sort of end up at a moody speakeasy for their sort of pre-family warning chat that we like to have often on this show. Yeah, she gives a little more background about her parents fleeing the Soviet Union as they were persecuted for being Jewish. And she gives a big warning about her (laughs) brother, which Mm -hmm. he lived up to that warning, I would say. Oh, absolutely. I think she described him perfectly. Apparently, he offered to beat up her exes. That's that's a lot. (laughs) Well, I guess it's just it's what you got to do sometimes if you're an older brother is is be a protective older brother. So, do you have anything else interesting that happened before we head to the Brooklyn winery? No, but I thought it was interesting that they did it at a winery and not a house or anything. So, they meet her mom and dad, the brother, infamous brother Bobby, and his wife, or I guess her Mm sister-in-law. Yeah, the, the brother is very skeptical Yes. He said, I'm the first line of defense. <laughs> you know it's going to be bad when you start like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure you're nice, but why should she choose you? <laughs> and Zach did not prepare properly for this. No, I, I didn't say. I didn't think Bobby particularly cared for Zach's answer either. No, because Zach basically is like, well, I have a pretty big heart. And the person I end up with, I'll make sure that that is known. That, and then also, I'm a pretty yeah. good cook. Oh, I'm a pretty good cook. Like, that is not a good answer. Face of the brother. Complete disapproval. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. So Bobby wonders how you can fall in love in such a short amount of time. And Zach reassures him he did fall in love, referring to Rachel. And if you <laughs> lean in, you can really find it. Mm. Yeah, you just gotta lean in. <laughs> uh, I always just 
am consistently amused by the the sort of bachelor speak that we run into as not even just in the family scenarios but just to to justify the whole process and experience takes a very unique set of verbal just workarounds and those words don't land super well with the family because they mm-hmm. can see right through that right i mean it, it's 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 kind of laughable that we would think otherwise i mean it's like it's obvious this she is on the show at this point i mean her odds are are way better i mean she's only one of four but that's still one of four so the the runaround is always interesting to me because like the the family knows that you're just saying nice things because you're not allowed to like give any amount of certainty one way or another yeah i don't know why people like bobby don't just kind of play along like you know the whole charade of it i would assume because he is a protective older brother and he will destroy jack you know he'll he'll just 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 absolutely waste zachary shellcross he'll end up in the river Sleeping with the fishes. Bobby also wants to know how will you reconcile our different backgrounds. And Zach basically is just like, we'll just make it work. Not sure if there's <laughs> any way to reconcile that. Yeah, we'll just roll with it. <laughs> and then the knockout punch from Bobby is, what's my sister's birthday? Do you even know her middle name? And I don't <laughs> I don't agree with him on this. Like, You can get to know someone and not know their middle name like that's not a huge deal right but that doesn't change the fact that watching zach stammer through a response (laughs) it doesn't change the fact that that was hilarious it was he's like squirming he's like shaking uh, his head no but but look there are way more important things than birthdays and middle names let me tell you he said i have the rest of my life to know the smaller details i'm focused on the bigger picture here come on come on guys we got to focus on the big picture we can't we can't get caught up in the little details i mean other leads have said after their season ends and they're engaged they don't even know their fiance's phone number so like you could there's time to learn all of that stuff i suppose it's just uh he probably would have done a bit better using his other set of answers that he wrote up. I mean, he didn't, but I'm saying he should maybe have. he should have. <laughs> because there was not a whole lot of uh, successful placating here, no. I would say. I noticed when it was time for everyone to say goodbye and Zach shook his hand, it was a very quick... Nice to meet you and moved on like one second later. <laughs> like I am out of here. No time. No time. Goodbye. Uh, the the dad was not particularly friendly either. Uh, I mean, saying, well, one, that you should be nervous. <laughs> you know, he didn't say it in a like mean way, though. I feel like the dad handled this better than Bobby did. 
yeah, I I would agree with that. He wasn't he wasn't trying to be mean or or anything. It was just always funny to hear stuff like that or the fact that you know he's like I'm a demanding person. <laughs> just so you know, he wants to know how Ariel is different, and I don't think this was the best answer either. He said kindness, which is like okay, that's that's a good quality, but then. She makes me feel my most comfortable self. I'm not sure how that makes her super different, but. Mm. And then, of course, the standard, I can see a future line. Trust me, I can see a future. That is like such a like. Almost backhanded compliment sort of thing. Like it's it's so removed from like action yeah i don't know it's always a little strange to uh to hear that stuff well i feel like despite all the heavy hitting questions and and the dissatisfaction uh, i mean despite the and not quite certainty about, about, you know, the family being on board with all of this. Her dad still swears that they'll support her decision, you know, because mm-hmm. he trusts her. She's, what is he? She's like shown him hundreds of times that, like, even though she thinks differently than him, like, it works out, something like that. Yeah, and Ariel also says she's ready for engagement. And outside on the bench says, definitely falling for you. Mm-hmm. Which is what you're supposed to say. Gabby, come on. <laughs> yep, she says the magic words. Mm-hmm. And how did that go over? I mean, Zach said he can't wait for what's to come. So I guess that can be interpreted many ways i can't wait to dispose of you after the fantasy suites no i i i've i've thought for a couple weeks now ariel's probably probably pretty high up there in in all of this as far as zach's favorite higher hierarchy is concerned but uh should we head down south yep Charities hometown is in Columbus, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Which I was, I was wondering, you know, since we just go straight to a family cookout reunion sort of thing, uh, I was wondering, you know, is there actually anything to do in Columbus, Georgia? When I googled it, the result. I found was they have like a 20 foot tall cow sculpture. Oh, wow. But I mean, I, that is legitimately true, but I am also kind of speaking in jest because Columbus, uh, I think Fort Benning is in Columbus. Uh, like there's actually a decent amount going on, but I hadn't heard of the city before. Well, cause you're not in the military. So they meet her mom and dad, two brothers, a sister, and some childhood best friends. mm There's a whole lot of people at that table. It was a real real shindig. Yeah. 
I mean, this went well, I would say, the whole the whole hometown. It was I'd already known who the Bachelorette was by this point, so it definitely seemed like a Bachelorette edit. Just they gave her like the hometown quite a bit of airtime. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, and they they seem to receive him with with open arms. I mean, she was just crying the whole live long oh, yeah. day. I mean, every time she mentioned her parents' relationship, more tears. The mom was crying. It was it was very emotional for everyone. Mm-hmm. Well, her her parents are the ones who've been married for thirty some odd years, right? I mean, I would imagine so. Um, so it's just all very emotional. Like her brother was crying, she was crying, her mom was crying. Like every, <laughs> I think her her dad was crying. The whole family was crying. Her friends were crying too. I think. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah a lot of tears. Which I mean, it it's even funnier to me, like realizing that I'm pretty sure it was everybody across the the entire thing, um, but yeah, just a warm, warm reception. I mean, it, one kind of interesting thing. Well, I don't know if it's interesting, but I think it was when Zach was talking to the the brother, talking about how, uh, you know, right, there are four women, and he's compartmentalizing as much as possible (laughs) i mean i guess you kind of have to like it's probably not great to just be comparing them but yeah yeah. it's just it's just a from the perspective of normal life just such a i know it's so weird such a bizarre thing it's like yes i must compartmentalize i am dating this woman right now (laughs) tomorrow it will be the other one but today it is her, and I must stay focused. So, they did. Uh, they did get to experience a little bit of Columbus at the end with uh, some line dancing at what looked looked like a bar, but maybe it was a dedicated line dancing venue. I don't. I don't know. But yeah. um, was there anything else that really stood out to you during this date? Like the daytime portion, not really. Just the whole. It was just bachelorette good. setup. Yeah feel, yeah, feel good vibes. The whole. She tells him she's day. fallen in love. Mm-hmm. Which again, magic words. You got, you got to do it. I mean, just picture me, if you will, everyone, getting more and more concerned by the minute for Gabby as we go through this episode. <laughs> As more and more people tell him what he wants to know, what he needs to hear. Mm-hmm. Oh. So time for the last hometown. I was sweating. I was sweating. In Austin, Texas with Katie where Zach actually lives as well. Mm-hmm. Wow. So these two could have met at Walmart. Serendipity. What a What a small world we live in. Although she's only been there for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she hasn't even set up her new apartment. So what makes more sense to do than to take Zach shopping? Yeah, she needs groceries. 
She needs way more than groceries looking at that apartment. Even though she will be gone for the next couple of weeks. (laughs) (laughs) He won't be able to eat the food. Look, look, you don't need to think about that, okay? (laughs) Okay, this is feel-good vibes only. What did you uh, what did you make of that that grocery store they went to? It looked very expensive to me. Mm-hmm. That's like the grocery store you want to go to if you're looking to pay like fifteen dollars for a small box of cereal. It's like yeah, that that's it looked like a small Whole Foods sort of thing. But even I feel like kind of and maybe it's not nicer, but like it just. How everything had like is specific like shaped boxes for everything. Like they weren't shelves; they were compartments. Oh, like cubby holes. Yeah, like I, that. That looks like a place that would be too expensive for me to go grocery shopping. Yeah, it's shopping. more of like a specialty food store. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So uh, they went to her house, which looks really nice. Which can I just mention here? That as they drive back to her apartment from the store, uh, Katie uses that as an opportunity to, I mean, essentially pitch just how convenient it would be if, like, she was the one picked at the end of this. Because, like, she's in Austin, he's in Austin, like there wouldn't be all this upheaval it would just be so natural like i mean i mean it's a valid argument huh huh see what you see what huh? we could be <laughs> uh yeah that that was that was very funny and i i appreciated that a lot so she gets sacked to put a bookshelf together and well so- try to put a bookshelf i'm not convinced he actually really got it together yeah we didn't see the end of that didn't look like he was doing super hot with that we also set up a mattress he screwed in some light bulbs you Mm -hmm. know just homeowners look she really she put him to work she you mean you have a big hunk of a sexy man like that at your apartment (laughs) you just gotta you gotta take advantage of that you know, do the things that are really important. Not, not you know, making out on the mattress, but being tall enough to change the light bulbs. Yeah, I've got to get things set up for when I return. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So Zach will be meeting her mom and her Aunt Jill, Grandma Jackie, and Brother Cooper. Mm-hmm. And Katie is the one... Uh, if people have forgotten who does not have the healthiest relationship with like men in her life like the men in her life historically have left yeah she's the only person only man who hasn't failed her is her brother which is oof that's really rough i mean yeah to even like lose 10 uh no 10 to lose two dads like that gotta be gotta be real real rough so yeah she did tell him you will not be meeting my dad no so how did it how did it go 
Tell me everything. I mean, overall, I think it went well. There was kind of an undercurrent of, will Zach be able to fill the role of the man in her life or will he leave? So mom and um, aunts are, you know, concerned about that, but they think he will fit in well. Mm -hmm. So there is hope. That is also just a lot of pressure. Be like, yes. are you going to be the one who doesn't leave me? Yeah, and then also, like, will Katie be able to, like, open her heart even though Zach might leave for another woman? So there's that uncertainty as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Katie gets her mom's approval at the end, which is all she wanted. Mm-hmm. I mean, she went as far as saying, essentially, if you disapprove, I'm out of here. On the bench outside, she also tells him she's falling in love. Yep. Sweating intensifies. As three people <laughs> have said the, the words. You were on pins and needles. Well, look, you you know I got to, uh, I got to be pulling for... Your fellow, another, Ver another fellow Vermont. Vermonter. I mean, we we don't make the news very often, okay? <laughs> so I was very nervous. So it is time for the rose ceremony back in L.A. But first, uh, Sean Lowe makes another appearance. For some reason, Zachary Shellcross has once again kidnapped Sean Lowe. I always like seeing Sean, though. It's a lot of nostalgia from his season. Even though he's clearly under duress here. <laughs> like, he must show up. <laughs> I'm telling you. Zach returned to L.A., hopped in his car, drove over to his apartment. Not Zach's apartment, but Sean's apartment. And Sean was like, how do you know where I live? Zach Sean, was like, the producers told me. Sean doesn't live in L.A., though. Oh, no, that's even worse. Sean lives in Dallas, Texas with his wife and three young children. Oh, that's even worse. Oh. So they flew him there, apparently. So oh. I just, so many questions. And by so many, I mean just one. Just why Because in all they, they are trying to drive home that this is going to be a Sean Lowe 2.0 <laughs> season. Yeah, but my question is, do you believe that? No, this is a very different Bachelor show from when Sean was on. Those those days, the golden years of The Bachelor are long over, in my opinion. But they are trying their best. I mean, the shower scenes, that's a replica of Sean. They always showed him in the shower. Okay. So. Yeah, they're, they're really trying to make a comeback. Mm -hmm. But just... <laughs> and I don't... We didn't see a lot of like, I mean, I don't know how much advice Sean can really give, but basically it was just an opportunity for Zach to recap the hometowns we just saw. Uh, yeah, well, like even my memory isn't that terrible. But the other thing that was very amusing to me is it just seemed like Zach in all likelihood, didn't really even tell Sean anything. It just seemed like the producers handed both of them a set of cards 
and Zach was like, and this happened. And they point at Sean. He's like, so where did you go next? I know. It was very scripted. It, it was very, <laughs> very painful. Like Again, like he didn't even need to know anything because we'd go back to the flashback with Zach ADR just narrating it, you know, again, not even there, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And then cut to, well, what city did you visit then? <laughs> Like, he didn't even need to know about anything that happened. It's just... Yeah, it was a little painful. Say this segue. I wanted a real conversation. I wanted to know what Sean really thought. I wanted to know what Zach really thought of the hometowns. But no, we get this canned, formulaic conversation. That, my friends, is too dangerous, what you described. Yeah. Hearing the Unfortunately. truth. Unfortunately. The truth is too dangerous. Oh. So I guess we can actually move on to the rose ceremony. Well, you don't want to talk about Jesse's super impactful moments with the women beforehand? <laughs> no? No. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing there. <laughs> the, only, the only thing that I'll mention is when Gabby came in, he essentially was like, why didn't you tell him how you feel? <laughs> Missed opportunity. Like, I don't know. I'm freaking out. So, yeah. Let's talk about the the rose ceremony. Well, it's a short talk. I mean. Three roses. Yep. Ariel, Katie, and Gabby get roses. So that means Charity is kicked from the season. Yep. They talk on the bench outside. Zach said this was the hardest decision. Sick to my stomach. He starts to say, I might be making the wrong decision again. And Charity uh, rightly like, no, uh, no. says, Please, no, no, don't say that. Like, you can't second guess. No. And he tells her, you deserve all the love and I couldn't give it to you. He has said that on more than one occasion. Yeah. That like, line didn't sit well with Charity, though. She's like, what does that mean? I mean, she's right. Like... I couldn't. Well, it's just more. It's just more bachelor speak. But yeah, he has said that before. It's like, you deserve all the love. Staring intently into their eyes, of course, hand on on their knee. You deserve <laughs> all the love in the world, and I can't give that to you. <laughs> like it's all very like, and and I'm not, I don't. I'm I'm going from the assumption, okay, I know it's against my cynical nature, but I'm just assuming Zach is a is just a great guy and so he operates and trying to avoid hurting people and all this stuff. It's just very funny how he sort of takes this very roundabout path to sort of make sure that like he is not the bad guy at the end of this. Like Well, yeah, the bachelor never wants to be the bad guy right it just seems like this is maybe even more of a trek than usual to be like like you're wonderful like this whole thing like man it just like it just i can't love i can't love you like i can't look like you deserve so much love that i just i can't love you enough like but you are wonderful almost like i'm not good enough for you (laughs) yeah so uh minimize the uh, you know, throwing things and FUs 
that we've seen a, a few mm-hmm. times. <laughs> oh, man. I just got to say, Gabby's going to have to step her game up because she, she will. That, that L word is so important. And you know that, that ADHD charisma and fun sparkle isn't going to cut it forever. So it's it's go time. In the tag, we see footage from Gabby's date where Zach admits that he puts mustard on his pancakes. Mm. That sounds like an abomination to me. Well, it's a so it's a it's a family thing. I know it's <sighs> it's still I can't picture the like two his, flavors his together. Grandmother, look, I totally agree with you. And as I was telling you outside of the show it just feels like one of those things where some tradition is is passed down through generations and it just nobody questions it and then you find out that like you know your ancestors i say ancestors not even that many generations back were like starving in the dust bowl and so they had to like hide onions in drawers to keep them fresh longer or like they had to like put some sort of bread in a chimney because otherwise the marauders would find it and you're like but we've been putting bread in chimneys for years and years like this is just what we do and it's like it has such a dark background and when he was talking about his it being like a thing of his grandmother it was just like that probably has a very sad terrible backstory (laughs) Gabby also admits that she's never had French dressing or mustard. Yeah, she she mentioned ranch. Oh, sorry. That's what I meant, ranch. Mm-hmm, which is sad. It's very unhealthy, but it is delicious. I'm just wondering, like, does she own or does she not, like, eat hot dogs regularly? Because generally a lot of people put mustard on those. Uh, a lot of people do, but a lot of people don't also. It's pretty split generally speaking, as far as mustard on on hot dogs. But look, sometimes things take a while to get to Vermont, all right? (laughs) You know, mustard only recently got there, all right? Wow. So, (laughs) well, like, we don't need an extra condiment. We haven't needed an extra condiment. We have maple syrup that goes on everything. That's that's true. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, Let's move on to Women Tell All. Oh, man. What a jam-packed week. This was not the easiest women tell-all for me just because there was so much chaos. Yeah, there generally is. It's hard to hear everything people are saying. Especially, and so, you're going to have to remind me because I have a very short memory. And I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but the giant like big montage they showed of like all the season drama is that like a a normal thing yes okay they always waste time doing that okay i just i also felt like it fed into the chaos that happened immediately after it too because it's like here is everything that stressed you the heck out here here's all of it and it just (laughs) erupts into mass chaos but uh let's rewind shall we to the very beginning 
because I know this also was very impactful. The viewing parties? Mm-hmm. I mean, this this was a staple of Bachelor in the past, so they kind of bringing it back. Again, clawing for for that relevancy. I mean, they're just, they're kind of ridiculous. They're funny to watch. A little scary at times is like the mob. Yeah, I thought, he was, I thought he was going to die at that sorority house, to be honest <laughs> with you. They, 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 I was so shocked that production didn't have a bunch of like cattle prods or tasers or something to like keep the people off of him. Cause they, like a horde of sorority girls, like, and I'm having difficulty actually saying this because it, I can't believe it. They literally, like jumped on him. Yeah, tackled like, him to the ground. Like launched themselves like they were in like some WWE like clash fight royale sort of thing and like brought him to the ground. That was way over the top. Like a, a pack of hyenas or something trying to rip him That's to shreds. Ridiculous. Uh that was like actually stressful for me to watch. Yeah, <laughs> a, bit, a bit much. <laughs> like how how did they allow this to happen? I I don't know. Maybe they should start bringing personal security to these things. Yeah, yeah. So it was just a, it was a string of of uh, different watch party scenarios. A lot of apartments, and oh, these people do this fun thing for. Their bachelor viewing party. See, people still watch the show. <laughs> yeah. Which, of course, we know. People watch the show. We watch the show. So many people watch the show. But I do think that The Bachelor is in just this weird place right now where they're like, are we going to survive? Like, do we have to just completely change everything? Or can we, like, get people back by going to some of the old standbys? Not sure the viewing parties is the way to bring people back, but they tried. <laughs> so Look, they'll throw anything out there. So after the drama montage you mentioned earlier, you know, people come out swinging. Oh. We had Olivia L, who I don't really remember, but well, because she went home the first night. Yeah, so she talks about her love of Christina and. Kat points out that Olivia went home night one. Mm. And then I think Olivia fired back. Yeah, how did you like that? Very funny. I believe what she said was uh, something to the effect of, yeah, I went home the first night, but Zach got to actually get to know you, and then he sent you home. Basically, (laughs) I mean. So how do you feel about that? What a burn. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Yeah, there's just a lot of. Um, you know, kind of the initial thing was all Brooklyn's issues with Christina, and like, I guess the maybe the biggest thing was the feeling that Christina just like soaked up all the energy whenever she was around. Yeah, I feel like Christina's part in this was a lot smaller than I thought it was going to be. I mean, we had this little section here, but then after that, we didn't really hear from her again. But Yeah, as far as the like season drama, I did feel like the women tell all didn't necessarily accurately reflect 
the chaos that she was part of during the season because it was this was like at least a couple episode long arc of sort of trending towards villain yeah i think they just probably cut it can only show so much yeah well you know they're there for eight hours an entire week holding people hostage no it's (laughs) yeah it's eight hours right um no they're like there are way more juicy things that we have to talk about yeah, like Anastasia Stasha. or Anastasia. Yep, the the Anastasia Kaylee drama and controversy. This this created a lot of chaos amongst yeah, the cast. Yeah, so Victoria J says that they have mutual friends, and she heard that Anastasia only went on as a business opportunity, and then Cat pipes in and says she has a boyfriend. Mm, or at, yeah had a, had a boy had a boyfriend well on the show i think reality steve mentioned something about her having someone before and someone right after the show so <laughs> there may be truth to potentially this. the same person yes uh, yeah i think the same person so then there's a accusation of the guy was holding her dog while she was on the show and that she called this guy when she got her phone back in the Bahamas after she was sent home. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of like behind the scenes. Everyone's claiming they have receipts. Yeah, he's like every, every single person. I have receipts. I have receipts. I have receipts. <laughs> um, do you do you know at all any of the what the truth actually is? I mean, I you know you mentioned that there may have been a guy before and after, but beyond I, that, yeah, I don't I don't know. That's okay. Reality Steve said he'd heard she was with someone, but yeah, which kind of backs up what Victoria and Kat are saying. But Anastasia claims that those pics were taken the weekend before at a wedding. She doesn't, of course, she's going to say I don't have a boyfriend. (laughs) Yes, that would not be the best, the best look here. And I mean, Genevieve came to her defense. You know, I was her roommate after all. I'd know if she had a boyfriend. Which I don't think is necessarily true. No, you can hide stuff. And then Victoria says, keep lying and maybe you'll get the 50,000 Instagram <laughs> followers you wanted. <laughs> An uh, epic line. What, what a brutal evening. Just slugging back and forth. <laughs> it is very entertaining for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just Anastasia doesn't appreciate being lied about. And everybody else is like, well, you're not being lied about. This is true. You're horrible. <laughs> Uh, which I guess, uh, Chris, no, Chris, oh my goodness, flashback earlier <laughs> seasons, Jesse, excuse me, what an embarrassing football. Jesse is like, gotta ask you straight up, did you have a boyfriend? She's like, no, I didn't have a boyfriend. That's, it's such a pointless question. Of course she's gonna say no. Like, yeah, she's not, uh, under oath at risk of perjury or anything so (laughs) so then kylie jumps in with her drama with anastasia the whole like aggressive thing um and then genevieve talks about um black women stereotypes and microaggressions which i was like surprised they let that air but Look, The Bachelor is trying to turn over a new leaf here. They are trying to get with the times where 
we don't hate black people. Mm-hmm. It's, I would say, going sort of middling, but they're trying. They're getting there. <laughs> they are trying. I mean, we almost had a fully black woman in the top three. That's almost. true. Yeah, it's been a last person that... Oh, I don't remember if there was anybody since Rachel Lindsay. Yeah, it's been a minute. Um, which, uh, yeah, just a lot, a lot of that, like, uh, as you mentioned, dealing with the, the stereotype of being, you know, aggressive women, uh, which it is interesting to put it in that context. I hadn't, I hadn't thought about that, like, while we were watching it, it just seemed like such a weird thing just everything was, yeah. everything that went down is kind of like what what, <laughs> what is the whole fighting thing yeah what is happening here um i mean whether it was intentional or not who knows i mean i think she at least saw an opportunity to maybe deal some damage to kylie like through no, that for sure yeah um and so whether that was racism directly or not, or just a microaggression, hard to say. But uh, it didn't seem like Kylie was very satisfied with the conversation the two of them previously had, like before the women tell all, uh, just about how Anna Sasha responded to that and the i guess the apology yeah it sounded like kylie was saying anastasia was just more concerned about what people would think of her rather than her actions towards kylie right which you just taking taking race out of it like are we surprised that a person on this show and i mean no ill will <laughs> towards any contestants at all but like that somebody on this show might be more concerned about how other people view them and the reputation hit they might take well versus yeah i mean that's issuing a sincere you know sort of no strings attached apology for yeah it's not surprising for a misstep especially when like if you're thinking about followers and everything that's directly related to how people view you mm-hmm <clears throat> yep but I guess at the same time, Kylie was like, well, we've had this conversation now. So like, hopefully you learned and bye. Yep. End of it. So it's time for the whole cat and charity Brooklyn thing. Yes. Cat with a K. Not, not cat, C-A-T, <laughs> but Catherine, <laughs> otherwise known as cat with a K, which... So confusing. It has been confusing me this entire season. Uh, and she was just so taken aback that the women ha had such a big issue with her. That's surprising stealing, to me. Stealing Zach uh, before like, Charity's one-on-one. Surely you had to have known that would cause a stir. So No, no. It's inconceivable. So Kat said that she like apologized immediately. Did you catch Charity's face? <laughs> 
when she said that. Charity had this like, oh, really? <laughs> Look. Yeah, there was a lot of that sort of thing. I don't know thing. if they cut that from another point because Charity did say that Kat did apologize and just that it wasn't the appropriate timing for her to steal him. Mm. Yeah, which just led into all the the additional drama because Brooklyn really featured heavily in in this just leading the charge of negative opinion. Yeah, Brooklyn really doubled down with her. Mm -hmm. She's like, look, I said this stuff on the show, and let me tell you, I would 100% stand behind Yeah, <laughs> no, no take backs. <laughs> She said, if, if calling someone's actions classless fits the narrative, then here it is. <laughs> uh, I mean, I get good for you, I guess. I mean. I feel like at this point, we, we've we heard the phrase, what what is it? Um, If the shoe fits, lace that bitch up. She's, uh -huh. We've heard that like three or four times now. It's kind of lost its appeal a little. I feel like this whole Brooklyn versus cat thing as it has run its course. Yeah, I mean, it, it never was something that had much legs to begin with. True. Because uh, it, ultimately, it was all that Brooklyn got offended on Charity's behalf. Yeah. And that was, that was the situation. So. Yep, that's pretty much the end of that. Mm-hmm. Now time for the hot seats. Yeah, first up is Jess. Mm-hmm. Another mind-numbingly long montage of all the moments we couldn't possibly forget, and yet here they are, displayed before our eyes again. Yeah, I mean, the main takeaways here was... Um, just the feeling of being misunderstood... Mm -hmm. when she was talking to Zach. Yeah, she just wanted some time and wanted him yep. to understand where she was coming from, and that didn't really happen. The end. I feel like these hot seats need to happen with The Bachelor sitting right there, kind yeah. of like they do on AFR. That is correct. Because otherwise, the, her sitting there by herself, it just we're just kind of rehashing the same things. So Correct, especially since... Uh, I'm pretty sure Jesse mentioned something about well, like, what, what, do you, what do you want to say to to Zach? Like, yeah. Zach's gonna be on later, and maybe, maybe they did have a moment, and we just didn't get shown it. But I would agree, like, the the lead needs to be there. The lead should be there the whole time. Yes, like we have to suffer through this. <laughs> they should too. Yeah, like, why do they bring The Bachelor out at the very end after all the drama has happened? Because, because we, it's, it's just part of the, the, you know, the, sh the show, the circus of, you know, you don't want to dilute the power by just having them sit there the entire time. So next is Greer's hot seat. Mm-hmm. Another montage. So basically, the main point of this was the whole defending blackface controversy. So did we did we talk about this 
before did is this something that you had brought up earlier in the season like i think i might have mentioned it briefly as depressing as it is i don't remember because we've talked about blackface on this show (laughs) so often and like i don't like is this way more common than i ever imagined like i don't know i I, (sighs) they keep i mean greer herself didn't do blackface i should probably make that clear but she defended right, i guess I get, somebody a, f- a friend of hers a classmate or something yeah like and she defended them on social media yeah which wasn't smart no it wasn't smart and of course like people just that's why i'm like this is why i never post anything on the internet versus what all these people do which is post something stupid take it down but of course, a hundred thousand people have already screenshot it so that they can throw it in your face. Yeah, later. like once again, if you're going on The Bachelor, scrub your social media before anyone knows who you are. Before you meet with, if you're thinking of going on the show, <laughs> before you even talk to a single producer, you got to scrub. I mean, it probably would be better to just like be a, a decent person. You know, yeah, but like in the off chance you've had some mess ups in the past as humans are. No, humans don't mess he, up. As humans do, just That's, just take care of business yeah. beforehand. It's just, like I said, so depressing that here we are yet again, another blackface scandal. Like, I guess I just. There better not be another one on charity season. There probably will be. Ugh. Like. This is just, I mean, it's been, I want to say there has been a blackface scandal for every season that we've done this show for. Or something related to that. I'm pretty, no, I'm pretty sure it's like, it's like very, I mean, (laughs) I just, I, I, I don't know. I was, this whole segment was pretty shocking to me because jesse says as a franchise we've done a poor job of addressing <laughs> no, topics I, like did this you say poor or terrible I, maybe, maybe it was I just maybe it was just poor terrible may have been too strong for him to admit and i was like oh you're finally admitting that you guys usually just sweep this stuff under the rug right he says this and, and my reaction is just like <laughs> you don't say <laughs> <laughs> you don't say you've done a, a pretty terrible job at this yeah so we mentions an apology she posted but also said that in that apology she didn't mention that it was racist and it's not about intent it's about impact and apologizes uh, yeah yet again i just keep coming back to this if y'all spent any time learning about history you might know some of these things that aren't very good and avoid them. Yeah, well, it sounds like she sat down with um, Dr. Kira Banks. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what her job title is, but... She... It, it's some it's some flavor of, like, diversity uh, consultant. Like, yeah. I guess she goes to schools and, and companies and is like, let's not be so racist. So the show, I guess, brought her on 
to try to do a better job. Which one thing that I wanted to ask you is, did you buy the apology? The, the contriteness of heart here. I mean, that's hard to judge. I mean, it's, she said all the right stuff. I don't have any complaints about it. It's, I, I do think it's interesting though, that this happened, but yet last, what, what, what like summer or whatever point Gabby and Eric's <laughs> final episode was. There was like nothing, no mention of it. He got to just get away scot-free. That, that would have been a good moment to bring that up, perhaps. So it's I'm almost like, people were saying it's kind of like Greer is kind of taking the fall for all the previous people. Oh, oh, but- absolutely. Absolutely. One thing that amuses me a bit is this sort of, I don't even know how to describe it, but like the, okay, you've been caught doing this terrible thing. Now, tell us how you have become not racist. And then they have to like, well, I listened to a podcast and like go through, like we had this with yeah. with uh, Kirkconnell, right? Yeah. Where she was like, yeah, like I've been reading books, uh, like the... It just strikes me like the the Instagram photo that she posted, right? Wasn't that a thing where she posted with her like at a cafe or something? Like, oh, yes. I'm just enjoying coffee. And it's like, <laughs> the book is just like, how not to be racist. It wasn't. Yeah, it's it was always, funny, but yeah. That, that part is always a little weird. It's like, I have to show you in some sort of tangible way. It's like, please, please believe me. I've read three books. I've listened to a few podcast episodes and all of that, which again, as I've said before, like these are good things to like try to learn from your mistakes and do some education to perhaps not be so stupid in the future and all of this, but to just be like, because it's always really awkward where they're like, it is. Okay. How have I not been a racist recently and have to like <laughs> cite the sources it's just it's it's a it's, it's a an weird, interesting it's weird uh, dynamic yeah very weird dynamic but jesse also went to the consultant the the sort of the past week whenever this was filmed uh to try to educate himself as well hopefully the abc executives did as well but i wouldn't <laughs> count on it um it's more like the casting department needs to <laughs> visit with her look the casting department flows from all of the executives and their policies and uh, world views and and all of that stuff so gotta start at the top so we had cat's hot seat and catherine's <laughs> I think the good thing to come out of this was that she now has a somewhat good relationship with her mom. Yeah, so it was kind of just generic, blah, 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 blah. But Catherine, her her cat, with a K, uh, one of her big trauma points that was brought up this season was the fact that she's effectively estranged from her mom. So I guess despite being eliminated... 
maybe the season has been a net positive for her. I know. It's like rare you see something positive come out of this, (laughs) I feel like. But that was cool. This is a real world. Like if they are truly able to reconnect and and actually have a, a, a relationship again, but a healthy relationship. Uh, that's a that's a legitimate good thing, which I can't really say happens all that frequently. Then we had Charity's hot seat. I didn't have much of anything from that, especially no. knowing what was coming. No, I was pretty much just like, well, Zach just had this ability to like make me feel safe and validated, you know, and and having him be in that way and like be a, such a rock just allowed me to open up, despite like the bad relationship that I was in before and now I'm even more ready to find my person. Yeah. You know, it didn't work out with Zach, but like, and like I would have gotten there, but like this really helped me and now I'm ready. I'm ready for love again. I'm ready. See, yeah. Huh? I'm ready for love. (laughs) Bring on the men. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't have time for paradise. Let's just get straight to my own season. (laughs) Which, yeah, that it uh, it really set things up for her there. Then we got some deleted scenes, which this is becoming one of my favorite parts of the tell-alls because, like, I always love stuff we didn't get to see. And a lot of this is, I know people ask a lot, like, what do the girls do all day? Well, nothing we... constructive. That's <laughs> the, that is the answer. Nothing. We had some twerking, some twerking lessons from Mercedes and um, Brianna. Quite a lot of talent there, I must say. Wow. And okay. um, there's also a lot of not talent. Yeah, there's a lot of people trying and not quite getting it. I mean, I'm not one to talk. I wouldn't be able to either. But but how do you know if you hadn't haven't tried? <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Maybe you just need to go to twerking school. Maybe you need to be a natural. Then so. we had like Anastasia and Allie like yeah. attempting to give kissing lessons to her. Yeah. Anastasia, there was a bit of a like a, because it looked like. They were actually going to yeah. make out. <laughs> you uh, saw Charity's like shocked like, reaction. What? <laughs> what? But no, it was just like to set the mood. And then, of course, we go to the orange. See, I didn't realize the orange had like a history on the show. We saw this on like the Zoom, like cocktail party. Yeah, she did. Br- she brought it. Yeah, with her, which was weird at that point too. <laughs> but at least there's like a precedent now that we found. I out. mean, there it better not continue in the show. That's, <laughs> I, we, if she's I, on Paradise, her entrance will probably be her holding an orange. Oh no! I, <laughs> oh, oh man. And then a discussion about pooping in front of your significant other. Um, Christy, please. You skipped the tortilla slapping. Oh, yeah. That was, that was, I would not have liked playing that game. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I feel like I've heard that this is like a TikTok challenge or something. Oh, it might be. Seems stupid enough. It's not on my side of TikTok. Definitely a TikTok challenge. Yeah. I mean, the rules seemed pretty sl- simple. Don't spit. Well, I, I feel like that's a secondary rule. The first rule is slap somebody with a tortilla. Yeah, but if you're being slapped. Hence the name of tortilla slapping. Uh, yeah, that was uh, uh, 
very bizarre, but also funny to me, given how hard uh, Kylie went during that game. And like to see that footage and like before it was like, look, I have this stereotype of being aggressive. <laughs> and how could you possibly think I would actually fight you? And it's like, <laughs> cut to later, slap, slap, slap. <laughs> people falling into the pool because of the forest I mean, it wasn't that extreme but uh yeah that was kind of funny as well and as you mentioned the the the, the farting pooping which is uh an extension of the scene we saw yeah a few weeks ago where they were talking about that and just you know would you would you poop in front of your significant other like would you use the bathroom at the same time I um, thought the line was so long excuse was actually pretty brilliant. <laughs> hmm. I don't remember that. You're going to have to refresh me. That was the, um, like, if you're, somebody mentioned, like, he can tell by the amount of time you've been gone that you're pooping versus oh. peeing. And oh, so someone okay. said, when you get back, just tell him, yeah, the line at the girl's bathroom was really long. <laughs> he won't know. I mean, that really only works if you're out and about. Yes, <laughs> not not at his house or anything, just out. That, can you imagine you're just like, go to the bathroom and you come out, just tell your spouse at home, you're like, sorry, I took so long. The line was really long. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, there is nobody else here who is using the bathroom. Uh, yeah, so that was a fun little excursion. Now we got to get back to the hard-hitting meat of the episode with Zach. Finally here. comes out. For the last like two minutes. Yeah, he kind of just like it's like a round robin of all the people he eliminated, kind of a little short little conversation so, with them. So so short. And in some ways so so funny. Because like with Kat, he was essentially just like, Yeah, I mean I didn't have anything in particular against you. <laughs> like, I just had to make a decision. <laughs> like like there wasn't anything horrible. It's just like I had to eliminate somebody, so might as well yeah. than you. Or he should just say, "I liked four other people better than you." I mean, that's no, the you truth can't say of that. It. <laughs> cannot say that. It was a gut wrenching, horrible decision, <laughs> and he hasn't slept a wink since. Okay. Uh, do you think that Charity got the closure she wanted? I mean, considering she's already the Bachelorette at that point. We don't know this. Okay. Stop with this conjecture. <laughs> this hasn't been confirmed. Um, yeah, he just, like he didn't really have any specific answers for her either no. in terms of getting some closure. Uh, so, yeah, honestly, this was a very kind of lame appearance on Women Tell All. Yeah, the only interesting part was when he was talking to Jess and just mentioned, like, watching it back, she was surprised at all the emotion he showed after she left, but she didn't get that in the <laughs> moment. And so Zach said he couldn't properly convey that to her in the moment. He doesn't know why those emotions didn't come because out Because he didn't want her on the season. Yes, right answer. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, hopefully we will have more of a strong showing from Zach the Snack on the after the final rose and get some more substance. Yeah, some from live him. some live TV. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh 
one thing he was surprised by watching the season back was how many shower scenes there were. I mean, he filmed all of them, so... Look, it's a whirlwind. You can't remember half of <laughs> what went on there, okay? Um, yeah, he he dislikes how much he says like. And hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And then Mercedes and Kylie get a little bit of closure for themselves. I, that was a little cringe for me. Christy. They didn't get to properly say goodbye, okay? They were eliminated via Zoom. I thought when she first said, I want to do a proper goodbye, I thought she was going to have him, like, eliminate them again just in person. I was like, oh, no, please don't do that. (laughs) It's like, yet again, I do not choose you. Yeah. (laughs) No, they just wanted a group hug. Wanted a little bit more time in the sun. Then we had bloopers. The mold wine versus mold wine was the best part of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that... Uh, look, if you don't understand, like, if you don't know any better, like, I can kind of see that. It's just so hilarious that he thought it was actually moldy wine. <laughs> I mean, it is fermented, so... Not a huge leap to make. See, I had never heard of mold wine before. Yeah, it's like it's like... I guess like it's like the hot version. It's like you know, even in the winter, you have you know mold things because you need the warmth to usher you into the holiday spirit and keep you from freezing to death and everything. Uh, but no, he one hundred percent thought it was mold mold wine, <laughs> which is why I was like, man, I no, bear with me. Like I know this sounds gross and weird, but actually, it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> in the season as he's like pouring it out uh it was pretty funny that we got the uh the scene of the explanation to him uh by one of the producers like no m-u-l-l mold <laughs> uh and then just he's a very sweaty individual that was another takeaway yeah which did not come across to me on the season so i guess they did a good job well, blotting spent, him out spent a lot of time demoistening and then of course we always we always get some amount of bug footage too that tarantula though (laughs) that was enormous they are harmless to humans really mostly mostly (laughs) no like i like maybe maybe a tarantula could bite you but like i don't think so they're just so big like they wouldn't they have better things to do I could not live in a place that had those around all the time. Just the constant fear. Those aren't even the biggest out there. I I don't want to know about (laughs) any other ones. (laughs) Okay, okay. I won't won't tell you about all of the species of of spiders that are bigger than tarantulas. Uh, Talk to me about this this sneak peek. uh, We don't need to get into the actual sneak peek, but I'll probably be asking you again for even more depth next week but we kept getting uh, teased that zach was referring to next week the fantasy sweet week as sex week yes and he doesn't want to have sex right so how do you how do you feel about that like setting that 
that expectation of like, oh, everybody just has sex during sex week. And so I'm going to be different and not have sex on sex week because I want to do things the right way. So this is once again a callback to Sean Lowe's season. You didn't watch the season, but he was a born again virgin and did not have sex on any of his fantasy suite dates. So I would imagine at some point, Sean probably gave him some advice not to sleep with all the women. So I am not surprised that Zach has decided I'm going to follow those same things. Which it looks like he failed miserably. That's what it seems as though he did. I don't know which one of them or more than one or whatever. but And and may risk torpedoing his season like Clayton torpedoed his season (laughs) in a very very similar way i'm very interested to Um, watch yeah i just i don't necessarily think it's very helpful to define things in those terms and draw that line in the sand because that's just setting an expectation that you may or may not be able to achieve and reach yeah, he probably shouldn't have said anything out loud. No, it's just like about it. Let's just have that be the standard I'm holding to in my mind. Because you know, like this is conjecture, but I would guess that a, a lot of contestants on both both sides of the seasons, the Bachelor Bachelorette, like I would imagine a lot of the contestants probably do want to sleep with the lead. Yeah. Do you, like, does that seem weird to you that that like that could like it seems like that is probably the case. Like, like you're you've been in this hellscape for so long. Like, there's been so much pressure. Like, you finally get some alone time with this person that you've been like trying to forge this connection with. Like, it seems understandable to me that there would be a decent amount of sexual tension like from the contestant's point of view and as well as the lead's point of view, but especially from the contestant's point of view, because they've sort of been getting blue balled the entire season and kept away from the lead and and all of that stuff. So I don't know if I agree with his strategy, but we'll see how it plays out. And if it's as big a disaster, we shall see. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a pretty we big We should disaster. talk about the charity bachelorette announcement, <sighs> which seemed very staged to me. 100% it was staged. The question is, why would you do it that way? What, and I'm, I'm not even saying the staging because understandable they would stage it. Why the way they did it? Yeah, why, why wasn't Why it in, choose how they staged it? Why was it not in front of the audience? I don't know. That doesn't do it in some back room. They would have, those people would have gone wild. They would have been so just amazingly overjoyed. I mean, it would have leaked immediately, but still, like. Uh, well, maybe that's, maybe that's the reason. But if that's the case, why not just announce it after the final rose like you normally do? I I don't know. Maybe because of the racism they were maybe worried i don't know like I mean, oh man we've gotten rid of charity they let's let's look guys 
I know we all thought that she was going to go far. And she went far, but she didn't go as far as we thought. But don't worry. We're still behind her, and she's the Bachelorette. I wonder if they had waited until AFR, there would have been a lot of support for someone who gets eliminated next week or the week after. Because, mm. well, I don't want to say anything oh else. Oh, my but... goodness. <laughs> anyway. If, if, if we get to next week and Gabby gets eliminated and I know there's no chance that she can be the next Bachelorette, you know I'm going to be very upset. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying that happens. I'm saying, yes, you will be upset. It probably does happen. happen. And yes, I will be upset. Uh, well, do you have anything else or should I nope. mention some kisses? Let's hear it. 61. That, of course, is just from the Monday night, not Tuesday, because I don't count any kisses because all of that is just rehashed kisses that we've seen before. <laughs> kisses I've already carefully counted. No, we don't repeat. No, we don't. So how can how can people engage with you on social media? Hmm? You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Group Dates Podcast. Yes, indeed. It's it's exciting to be headed towards the close of this season. I mean, it's we've come a long way from the 30-some-odd women that showed up the first night, and we've been through a lot this season. 